Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the damn, I didn't think they can get any cooler, but here we are, edition. Today is episode 121, even more reasons to love elephants and bees. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You knew this was going to be for me. That's right. I'm so happy. This is going to be delightful. (laughs) This is my uh, New Year's gift to you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, as you could tell, uh, I've got D back on the show. D, welcome the fuck back. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on this New Year's Day. Uh, we are both unshowered and very tired. Yes. <laughs> as it should be on New Year's Day. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha. That's D Chacha, guest co-hosting today. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the fucking flock business goose. Uh, mm-hmm. D and all guests come in cold, learning everything in real time, just like you. Yep. Absolutely bare ass cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to come in bare ass cold, <laughs> absolutely uh, feel free to scroll down in the episode description. You'll see a link to a form. Fill that out. Come on the show. Let's have a, uh, a comedy science conversation about yeah, something horrible. Of course. <laughs> and where else would you rather be? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Today, though, it's, it's all good shit. Nothing, nothing too horrible. Uh, today, my friends, is all about wild new discoveries about our largest and littlest buddies. Uh, in the first half of the show, we're going to start big. Now, get this. An elephant's trunk has about 40,000 muscles. And if that sounds like a lot, you're right. Because for compa- for comparison, <laughs> the human body has about 600 to 650 muscles. That's it. Wow. All in your body. That's it. We're so pathetic. <laughs> Now, that staggering array of muscle tissue and nerves helps them perform a wide variety of tasks, from easily uprooting an entire fucking tree to holding a paintbrush. But up until recently, biologists knew very little about elephant brain, trunk, and face communication, and how they execute with such dexterity. Well, a few neuroscientists stepped up to the challenge, and what they discovered about African and Asian elephants has broken mammalian records. There is a lot going on behind those eyes, and we're going to get into it. It's fucking outrageous. I mean, they're the best things on the planet. They're just incredible. My favorite thing is an elephant. Yeah. And, then, and then my... <laughs> <laughs> a close second. Yeah. Then uh, after the break, speaking of which, dogs, fucking cats, chimps, monkeys, dolphins, hundreds of mammals, and even birds are known to enjoy playing. Just shooting the shit and having a ball and giggling and giggling that's right and now for the first goddamn time ever researchers researchers have shown that yes bumblebees like to play as well amazing i know we have a bumblebee in our in our back porch and she definitely likes to uh have a romp (laughs) (laughs) she's a romper she chases me around and away from I think she's she's having fun doing it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that you have a, an intimate relationship with me. <laughs> I've named her Claire. Claire. Oh, fuck Claire. <laughs> oh, that's heartwarming as shit. Well, yeah. the experiment they performed <laughs> to prove it, that they love to play, is as adorable as you think. There's a video. We're going to watch it. You will explode. Oh, my so, gosh. I'm excited. It would be great if just you and Claire. <laughs> <laughs> this video is me being chased by Claire. 
she's giggling and I'm just okay Claire I just wanted to sit and enjoy my tea (laughs) (laughs) but on Claire's watch (laughs) so before we get into that cuteness uh, we got to start by cracking into some brains and to do so we need to head on over to Humboldt University in Berlin Uh, it's here we'll find Michael Brecht and fellow neuroscientists and before them are the brains of four African and four Asian elephants. And you're probably wondering how in the holy hell did they get them and does this happen often? Because kind of, it's kind of an odd situation. These are, that's a great question. Well, I can tell you, no, getting your hands on elephant brains is and has been extremely difficult. From the October issue of Science Advances, which published the researchers' findings, quote, Elephant brains are largely uncharted because of a lack of access to brains and the non-feasibility of invasive mapping, end quote. So in sum, these animals are protected and sticking these guys in an MRI just ain't going to happen. Yeah, it'll be a little (laughs) uncomfortable. For everyone, yes. (laughs) Now, not only because of their size and such, uh, if you do happen to nab a brain, according to Jack Tamasia of the New York Times, quote, weighing in excess of 10 pounds, Elephant brains degrade quickly after death and are a hassle to store. Aww. <laughs> End quote. So I could I could see 10-pound brains taking up a lot of space yeah. real quick. Yeah. Not, not, not a lot of a shelf space. So how did Michael and the gang get not one, but eight brains? And what a sentence that is. Please do, do, do tell us the, do, please do us the honor and tell us, as reported by Tamasia of the New York Times, how did they score the booty? Quote, Dr. Brett, fortunate enough to gain access to a trove of brains from animals that had died of natural causes or were for health reasons and, and fixable, fixative, excuse me, sub Libnance Institute of Wildlife Research in Berlin. Quote. There you go. There wow. you go, everyone. Breathe a sigh of relief. It's all ethical all ethical shit. And I actually did a little digging into the research paper and I found out that two of the Asian elephants were named Burma and Dumba uh, and they passed away at 52 and 44 years old. Burma is that young? For, yeah, is that, is that young for an elephant? 15 44? Yeah. Hmm. I got. That's a good question. That, that I'm not going to look up because it's depressing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but they sound very so, sweet and uh, they sound Hopefully they had great lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were loved. So thanks to them and the rest of this group of elephants, a mystery has been solved. But before we get into that, Dee, what the fuck did researchers focus on in then their brains? (laughs) Quote, the researchers homed in on the facial nucleus, a bundle of neurons concentrated in the brainstem and hooked up to facial nerves. In mammals, these neurons serve as the control center for facial muscles. They're in command whenever you wrinkle your nose, purse your lips, or raise your eyebrows. They also help elephants employ their trunks, end quote, from the New York Mm -hmm. Times. There you go. There you have it, my friends. The facial nucleus in ye old brainstem and hooked up to ye old face. (laughs) (laughs) Mike and the team had the daunting task of counting neurons in this section of the elephant's brains. And get this, it's only the size of a grape. Now, if this work sounds fucking time-consuming, it totally was. So we're going to fast forward and get to the mind-blowing outcome. No pun intended. <laughs> Did these researchers find? All right, drum roll, please. <laughs> Thank you. 
the saddest <laughs> drum roll ever. That was perfection. So <laughs> they found on average, African elephants have 63,000 facial neurons, while their Asian counterparts have about 54,000. Wow. Yeah. To put these numbers into uh, context, you and I have a week eight to 9,000. <laughs> That's it. But, but okay. It's no, nothing. That's really nothing. <laughs> it's a drop in the bucket. But let's not feel bad because elephants have more facial neurons than any other land creature on earth. So that's what they found out. And this basically makes their head and its parts all hella dexterous and sensitive. So the surprises, though, do not end here. I'm sure we're uh, familiar with what a charging African elephant looks like. Right. Uh, it's somehow also very cute. And <laughs> deadly at the same time so but mostly yeah. adorable mostly adorable i know <laughs> i wonder if i would get out of the way or would just stand there <laughs> <laughs> so uh dear d please tell us what is going on behind the scenes there and how expressive are their ears and thanks to this exclusive behavior how does it make their brain different from asian elephants from the new york times while his team expected Asian elephants to possess stores of facial neurons. Dr. Brett said the, disparis- the disparity between the two species was noteworthy. While the animals look similar, they have major facial differences. African elephants have much larger ears, which they fan out when they charge. These researchers found a neurological correlation. African elephants devoted roughly 12,000 facial neurons to controlling just their ears. Mm-hmm. This is not, this not only dwarfs the amount of neurons controlling Asian elephant ears, it is nearly 3,000 more neurons than were needed to operate the entire human face, end quote. Yeah. Fucking wild. That's insane. Use- <laughs> this fucking insane. 12,000 neurons just for their ears, and we use a mere 9,000 for our entire stupid faces. They should be in control. <laughs> not us. <laughs> All there right. should be more of them, not more of us. Totally fucking agree. I'm, I'm ready to just hand it over. 2023, here. Here. Here, take it. Take, take it. Elephants, go with it. I'm sure they could do a better job. Fuck, man. All right. So let's, uh, let's all focus on the trunk for a moment. Uh, now, like I said, there's about 40,000 muscles packed in there. And as such, it turns out half of the total number of facial neurons are devoted to the trunk alone. So we're talking about 25 to 30,000 neurons give or take to control the trunk now that's a big number to do very tiny deliberate things and here's what i mean my friends it's imagination time please picture an african elephant fantastic now at the end of the trunk are two finger-like projections used to pinch objects do we all see it yeah we do now imagine now imagine an asian elephant uh, they only have one finger-like thang at the end of their trunk, and they grasp tiny objects by wrapping their trunks around them like a full-on bear hug, which is actually super, super fucking cute. Now, thanks to Burma and Dumba and the six other elephants, researchers have finally pinpointed two regions in elephant brains that may be the equivalent to fine finger control in humans. Those regions are actually less defined in Asian elephants, which makes sense because they only have one finger-like projection. But this area was finally mapped out, opening the door for future research, which is great because we want our massive friends to be healthy. And understanding what's going on up there and where to look is a good first step. So there you have it. 
brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Brilliant stuff. And then uh, after the break, my friends, what happens when you put 45 bumblebees and teeny wooden balls together? Uh, you get a good time. Sounds like it. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. So, so excited. Stay tuned for adorableness. Hey, you flock, you probably noticed the intense audio glitching that was taking place when Dee was explaining how Michael and the gang got not one, but eight brains. Well, don't worry, I've got you covered. As reported by Tamasia of the New York Times, quote, Dr. Brecht and his colleagues were fortunate enough to gain access to a trove of elephant brains from animals that had died of natural causes, or were euthanized for health reasons and ended up either frozen or in a fixative substance at the Leibniz Institute for Zoo and Wildlife Research in Berlin, end quote. So there you have it. And please stay tuned after the break. We have adorable, adorable bee stuff. So please stay tuned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. Jill Chacha here from Well, That's Interesting. And I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it. I love it. And it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. (laughs) You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So... What are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Now streaming only on Hulu. Look at us all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots, shots, shots! Now streaming. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Now streaming only on Hulu. And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, it seems dogs aren't the only ones obsessed with toys. That's right. Let's head on over to the Queen Mary University of London where we'll find a lead study author slash PhD student, Samadhi Galpage. Samadhi Galpage. I think I yeah. nailed it. I think so. <laughs> I 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and Professor Lars Chitka, Professor of Sensory and Behavioral Ecology. Lars is also the author of a recent book called Mind of a Bee. I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> going to get that book. <laughs> now, as you can tell, these folks have a soft spot for our teeny floofy friends, the bumblebee. And they believe we're just scratching the surface of our understanding of them. So they went about asking a question no one had bothered to ask before. Are bees capable of play? Now, to even answer that question, how the fuck do we even define play and what should we be looking for? So Dee, please tell us, as so wonderfully listed by Eleanor Higgs of IFL Science, what's the criteria for certain behaviors to be considered play? Okay. There are five key factors at work to determine if a behavior is actually playing or has some survival benefit. The five criteria are, one, does not contribute to an immediate adaptive benefit or survival strategy. Two, the play is voluntary, spontaneous, and rewarding. Three, play behavior should be different from behaviors used in looking for a mate or finding food. Four, play is repeated but not stereotyped. Five, Play behavior was initiated under stress-free conditions. Mm -hmm. All right. So now that we know what behaviors to look out for, how in the hell do we get bees to have a good time, to shake off the chains of hive work and just be spontaneous like Claire? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She works all day and she wants to, like, you know, put on her little bee high heels and... (laughs) Attack me. That's right. To relieve some stress. Enjoy, I think she enjoys watching me like duck when she comes right up to my eye. Yeah. She's a masochist. Yeah. What, what, she's an inspiration to us all. I love her. Amazing. Every year. <laughs> she's been back every year for five years. Jesus. Yeah. Holy shit. That's why Mind of a Bee is going to be a good read. Yeah. Oh my God. You can keep us updated. It'll bring Claire and I closer together. (laughs) Work on your relationship because it's clearly one sided. (laughs) Yes. No, I love Claire. When she wants the, you know, the porch to herself, I, Mm -hmm. I exit and she can like, she plays with other animal, uh, other uh, insects. That's cool. She looks like she's attacking them, but maybe it's play for her. (laughs) I'm not sure how it works. We we need clear communication. I'll videotape it this year. Yes. Yeah. We we need some uh, video evidence. I'll post it to our Instagram and Twitter. I'll do my best. Okay. So how the hell uh, do we do this this fucking experiment? Well, first, you get yourself two differently colored boxes and a few small wooden balls and about 100 bees. And then you wait and see what the fuck happens. For the first experiment, those two boxes were placed side by side with one box filled with those playthings. And 42 stress-free bees were released, and researchers just sat back and recorded what happened. So, Dee, I actually have a video of what took place. And if you would, please tell us what you see okay. in this video. What's going on? Do your best. Please don't you know, be me. Please don't David be. Attenborough narration, please. Uh, and if anybody actually wants to watch it, just Google search fucking bumblebees enjoying playing with balls. Or, like, it'll come up. Because this, this, this is like a first of its kind. So, I'm the video. For some reason, I'm nervous. <laughs> it's, it's all your PTSD with uh, Claire. Claire. She's basically treating it like one of these balls. So I'm going to play the video right here. I'll have yeah. screenshots on our social media stuff too. So come on by and take a look at uh, this. All right, okay, so it's a, a, a bee on one of the balls, just on top of the ball, rolling around. Like just on top of it, 
looks like it's having a good time multicolored balls now it's on the purple ball still mm-hmm. do the same thing just on top of it rolling around having a good time looks like they had a few oh yeah yeah so it, they're just like just jumping on the balls yeah it's going from one ball to the next mm-hmm. over and over again it's it's really fucking adorable it looks so. cute it looks fun i do yeah. it <laughs> life-size ball yeah so my friends the bees discovered the balls and just like you said, learned to roll them around. There was no reward, no food, no nothing, just the toys. Now get this, after a while, the bees were taken away and the balls were removed. When the bees were reintroduced to the two boxes, the bees had an obvious preference for the colored box that contained the balls. It was as though they were expecting them. Wow. I know. <laughs> now that's that Claire some balls. <laughs> I'm yes. going to do this. Yes. Get, get, her, get Claire gonna... some balls. Uh... Just give her Wookiee's toys. Yeah. <laughs> Take them from the dog. She is big enough to carry them. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to try this. Give it a shot. Yeah. See what happens. So you give yourself a rest. <laughs> <laughs> Keep her occupied with the balls so yes. she leaves me alone. <laughs> so uh, this was a simple experiment, but let's make it a little bit more complicated. So Dee, please tell us, what did researchers add to the equation to determine that, yeah, bees are really into these balls? From Eleanor Higgs of IFL, quote, in another experiment, 45 different bees had the option to walk between the boxes to get to feeding areas. Immobile balls were placed on the left and mobile balls on the right side. They found that the bees chose to roll the balls when there was no obvious reason to do so, indicating that the play behavior was spontaneous, mm-hmm. end quote. That's right. That's right. They had no interest or little interest in the balls glued to the floor, and they had little interest in the food. All they wanted to do they want was... to have some fun. That's right. <laughs> it's just like us. Fun. Yeah. Like why do they? Have, why does it always have to be work? Yeah, right. <laughs> so my friends, uh, these bees had such a good time. They quote rolled balls between one and impressively one hundred and seventeen times for one individual over the experiment. Rolling balls did not contribute to survival strategies such as gaining food, clearing clutter, or mating, and was done under stress-free conditions. The repeated behavior suggested that ball rolling was rewarding in itself. End quote from the Queen Mary University of London website. Uh, Other adorable findings from the study included evidence that younger bees rolled more balls than older ones, mirroring mirroring (laughs) human behavior of young children young children and other juvenile mammals and birds. Also, male bees rolled balls longer than f- their female counterparts. Now, was this due to insecure toxic masculinity? <laughs> I don't know. That's a study for another time. Uh, anyway, Professor Lars Chitka told the university website, quote, this research provides a strong indication that insect minds are far more sophisticated than we might imagine. We are producing ever-increasing amounts of evidence backing up the need to do all we can to protect insects that are a million miles from the mindless, unfeeling creatures they are traditionally believed to be. End quote. So, yeah, that is so sweet. Like we have to give them more credit, you know. I mean, they're they're doing pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> they've been around a while. I mean, let's. They want everyone wants to have a little fun, mm-hmm. little stress-free conditions. Fuck yeah. Maybe they should do that at work for people. Just we'll roll around on balls. <laughs> it's the ballroom. <laughs> Going to the ballroom. I'm going to the ballroom, guys. Just throw yourself against the ball and roll around. <laughs> so, my friends, we all contain multitudes or some shit and even bugs. 
I suppose the end. That so. was delightful. It's fucking delightful as fuck. On this New Year's Day, I've Thank learned you. about elephants that Sarah and I will get closer <laughs> in this research. Faces. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to know what, what, what's, what's going to happen with your relationship yeah. in 2023. Yeah, come spring, I'll let you know. Okay, we want updates. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends how just staggeringly impressive elephants are uh, and bees and how they're just better than us. And, uh, let's, and that's it, really. And happy fucking new year to you. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> and please stay interesting. <laughs>